to another episode of the Outbreak MMA Podcast. With me is the lovely Thug Ferrari. Rose! Thug Rose! It is the Sorry. lovely Ferrari that just scruffed me. Um, <laughs> but that's besides the point. We are coming off of UFC 261, which was last night. Um, many can argue it, it, it. At the very least, the main card was one of the strongest cards uh, in in definitely since COVID started, um, possibly over the past couple of years. Uh, I mean, you had three title fights um, and actually not one fight on the main card went the distance. Um, <laughs> Only one went to, wait, oh no, two of them went to the second round. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there was a couple records set last night, actually. Yeah. Um, one of which not so... Uh, not so appealing. Not so joyful, um, but, you know. I'm not going to go through the whole card. Look, there there was a lot of names because, of course, you had Whaley on there, so there was a number of fighters from China, Mongolia, mm-hmm. you know, from the far from the far east um, that, that came over. And to be honest, uh, if you're listening to this, you're probably a casual fan. You're not going to recognize most of those names. Well, and I suggest everybody go watch those prelims. Migraine yesterday, which pissed me off. Um, but um, the prelims that I saw, I mean, I, I know the fighters are really excited to be in front of fans. You know, and that, I mean, that probably contributed a lot to the whole, you know, night of it just being awesome. Um, but yeah, I mean, everybody on the prelims, like really, you know. Well, I'll tell I'll, I'll, I'll tell you right now. Um, if I can, if I can read the cards here correctly. <laughs> Moose Jaw, um, uh, Bonus points if you know where that's from. <laughs> yeah, feel free to message us. I don't know. We'll send you the. We'll give you a shout out or a t-shirt or something. Do a shot in your honor. Or yes. Something. Uh, but I mean, the very first match actually was uh, Na Lang uh, versus uh, Ariane Carnalosi, I believe was how they how her last name was pronounced. Um, man, hell of a fight to kick off the show. Uh, Carnalosi won by by uh, TKO, I believe it was in the second round, but it was a hell of a fight to kick off that show. Um, but, but overall, it was really good. Uh, you know, again, the, the main card on the prelims was uh, Randy Brown uh, versus uh, Alex Oliveira. Um, everybody, a, a lot of people realize I'm a big fan of Alex Oliveira. Unfortunately, uh, it was a uh, first-round submission for Randy Brown. He, he won by, with a rear naked choke in the first round. Uh, but then we moved on to the main card, and this is where things, things get got weird. Very interesting. Um, you want to take over this for a minute because it is my medication. Oh, time it's medication moment, time. So. Okay, this one I was still laying. I I woke up at the end of this to I think to see what was going on um, because 
I heard you, like, making all sorts of weird noises. Anthony Smith defeated Jimmy Crute via first-round TKO, which was really a doctor stoppage. Um, because, um, well, I've seen some, you know, memes and gifs on the internet of, like, you know, models in high heels, like, tripping over their, their heels and, you know, <laughs> like, and that's, you know, they, they're kind of making fun of Jimmy Crute, but, like, you know, hopefully he's okay, um, but they had to stop the fight because his leg just wasn't working. Yeah, okay. And, and there's some speculation as to whether if it's a an actual knee issue. A lot of people were saying they think it's a compressed nerve and caused some drop foot um, issue there. Um, as of right now, and this is Sunday at 7 p.m., so we're like 20, almost 24 hours past, you know, the whole pay-per-view. Um, you said they still don't know because they're waiting for the swelling to go down. I right? haven't found anything, so I'm assuming they're waiting for the swelling to and go down. And that they haven't done the scans yet, or that they haven't gotten the results back yet. Here's how this works. I've had drop foot before, um, because I've had surgery on that hip, and of course that affects that nerve that runs all the way down that leg. Um, and Anthony Smith caught him with a really good kick, and... Then Crute stepped back, and that ankle just buckled. Didn't even look like the knee at first. But then he goes back to his corner, and you could tell that that knee was getting swollen, mm -hmm. more and more swollen. And, you know, of course, if you pay attention, I, I you know, I go on Twitter and, and, and social media, one, to see what other people are saying, uh, but also to, to, to offer my input as well. And it was amazing how many fans and even some fighters that are saying, well, those same types of kicks that Anthony Smith was throwing, which were no different than any other leg kicks. He was actually trying to get the upper thigh. Mm -hmm. Perfect. And, and, and actually, he was trying to get the inner upper thigh. It's just, you know, uh, crew put his uh, lead leg forward. And that's where he caught him, was on the outside of it, right behind the knee. Um, a lot of you are saying, well, there's a risk for nerve damage. You are fighting in a combat sport. There's always the risk of nerve damage. I mean, there's a risk um, of nerve damage, breaking limbs, paralysis. I mean, how many broken orbital bones and broken jaws. I mean... You're I mean, fighting. I mean, look, like you're I'm fighting. Not, <laughs> I'm not trying to be grim here, but and thankfully, it has not happened in the UFC. It has happened over in Japan, but um, and hopefully, it never happens again anywhere. But I mean, there is the risk of death mm -hmm. in this. Well, you know? I mean, yeah, there's there are certain places on on your head, and you know, you can get hit or dropped on. That I mean, you could. Or, like, break your neck. Like, and I mean, we'll talk about Rose later, but it, was it Rose and Jessica Andrade? Was it yeah, Jessica Andrade that Jessica dropped, Andra. dropped Rose on her neck? I mean, and it wasn't done on purpose. No, but, I mean, just the way that she went down. I mean, she could have been paralyzed or died. Yeah. You know? Thankfully, she's fine. And we'll talk about that later. Uh, <laughs> but, she's uh, more than fine right now. Yeah, more, um, than, more than fine right now. But, I mean, it's it's combat sports. I mean, unfortunately, there's a risk. So, 
Yeah, it's, I don't think those kicks are really, you know, no. inherently evil or anything. No, like. <laughs> guys, the reason why they, they may not have been able to do the scans today, if they could it's not Sunday. get the well, well, it's Sunday, but that's besides the point. And we'll talk about that next, but um, they have to wait till the swelling goes down. If they don't wait till the swelling goes down, no matter what scan they use, they're not really going to be able to tell what the real issue is. Um, so they need to, to wait for that swelling to go down. Um, you know, that that's something that's very important. Uh, so we, we don't know what, what's, what's going on with Jimmy Crute. Anthony Smith ended up defeating it. It was a doctor stoppage. The doctor asked Crute uh, uh, to walk forward towards him and then walk backwards, and he, he just couldn't. That that ankle was buckling on him. Um, so, you know, it was a good stoppage. Uh, you can't send somebody out there with only one leg. Um, <laughs> it, it's, I, I mean, you could, and... And to to Crute's defense, he did finish the round. Yeah. And he just, I mean, he he took Anthony Smith down. He tried keeping it on the ground even after he was injured. So, I mean, he did the smart thing. Look, if you got a broken wheel, you know. Use your other wheels. Use your other wheels. Um, But then, that was a first-round TKO. First yeah, because I remember because I started to wake up because I heard you making noises about that. Yeah, but you and really then woke I really up with heard the next one. Uriah Hall defeated Chris Weidman via a first round TKO leg injury because all I heard was oh oh, and I'm like oh god, what is happening? Yeah, it, it yeah. Okay, so hey, remember Anderson Silver? <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good point. Okay. This is only a kick. Um, and it and, broke somebody's or, leg. <laughs> and in and, and, and and, and, and throwing it, broke their leg. And what happened was, is that Wyman threw a kick at Uriah Hall. It was the very first strike of, 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 the, uh, of, of the fight. Threw a kick. It was a leg kick at, Ur at, at Uriah Hall. And his leg just snapped into like and you can tell he didn't even realize it no he until he put that foot down and it went and just went out on him and, and, and oh well because you have all that adrenaline going i i i again i i i i mentioned before i have a hip injury it happened during a hockey game. I didn't realize how badly injured i was till i tried getting back up and as soon as i put weight on that leg that was it. I flat down again, you mm -hmm. know, and that's nowhere near the, the, the amount of adrenaline that I'm sure was going through uh, any of these fighters right. on this card. Because, again, and we'll get into this, but it was the first event back with fans since since mm -hmm. COVID, um, you know, so. Unfortunately, you know, uh, Chris Weidman, he, he was stretchered out. It was a first round TKO win for Ur Uriah Hall. Um, and, and record breaking. Yes, it was record breaking. Not it, very joyful. It, but. Not joyful, but uh, Uriah Hall is the only fighter in UFC history to ever win a fight without throwing one strike or a takedown or anything. Um, literally just 
blocking, you know, and I don't even think, if I remember correctly, I don't even think he checked the kick. Yeah, I don't Um, even think he really had a chance to. No, no. um, So I did think it was nice that Silva did tweet out well wishes to Weidman. You know, yeah. because he's been there. You and, know. and and the reports today, Wyman had surgery today. Um, his wife uh, actually, because I'm sure Wyman is on a lot of drugs <laughs> right now. Um, he's probably on a lot of Dilaudid. So he's probably starting conversations and then a half an hour later, finishing right where he left off. Um, I know that because that, you know, that that's what they put me on when I had an emergency like that. But they did surgery on him. He came out. It was successful. The problem is, with those types of injuries, is he going to be be able to come back? I mean, he's 35, I believe. Yeah. Um, and How old was Silva? when? Silva, actually, I think, was a little bit older as well. But Silva was never the same when he came back. No, but he did come back. He did come back, but he never was the same. Now, here's the thing. Well, I've been trained under Longo Serra. Um, Ray Longo and Matt Serra both, if anybody can get, uh, Weidman back to fighting, it's, it's those two. Uh, but thankfully the surgery was okay. You hate to see, you hate to see any injury, but especially something like that. Um, you know, it just, it was. That was back in 2013. Yeah. As a matter of wow. fact, I remember exactly what bar we were at when uh, we watched yeah, that Yeah, I remember. I remember that. Um, but, yeah. It, it, he, so, 2000. Oh, yeah. He would have been worse, you know. No. And, like, <laughs> no. And, and that's the thing. I mean, it, at this point, Wyman's made enough money. He's got enough money for his family. He's got a nice house. He can take care of his kids. Right. You know. And, and he does. He's a family man, too. So, you know, I, I would I like to see him come back? Yeah, but on the same token. Now, if there's any bright side to this at all, the injury was not on a joint. It actually happened yeah, it was... right right, right on the shin. I don't know if both bones down there were broke or if it was just one. Hopefully it um, was just one. It, it, yeah, it looked like it was probably yeah, both, Yeah, he looked really rubbery, so. Um, yeah. But... You know, best wishes to him on a speedy and full recovery. Um, but then we move on to uh, the championship fights. Uh, mm-hmm. You have Valentina Shevchenko defending her title against Jessica Andrade, who she, you know, uh, Shevchenko defeated with a second round TKO just with punches and elbows. Um That was I, a really good fight, too. I mean, I know it was only like a round and a half, but... That was a really good fight, and, like, Andrade was having trouble keeping her arms around Shevchenko. Well, Shevchenko Shevchenko fought differently. She she wrestled more than struck. Right. I mean, she's the one who did, what was it, five takedowns in the first round? Uh, Yeah, I believe so. Or on Andrade? Um, And the commentators even made the point that Shevchenko is big for this weight class. Yeah. She's tall and she's she's not skinny though. She's fit. And it's hard for somebody who's shorter like Andrade when they try to take her down or or hug her or whatever, she's just taller and she can just pull out and, you know, pull her limbs out of the way. 
Well, and it was this really is really interesting to watch. This is why I, I'm going to make a point after we talk about the next fight about something that sort of. I realize everybody was excited, but I think things need to be put a little bit more into perspective a little bit. The next fight was Rose Namajunas. Um, uh, challenging. Who, who challenged the, the champion, uh, Wiley Zhang. Um, and Namajunas won with a first-round knockout via a really nice head kick, actually. Um, Followed up with some hammer fists just to make sure that she. Yeah, was and you could tell that, that that Rose was actually she looked surprised that she well, actually even got. Even in the in the interview afterwards, she said she didn't envision that being the finish. Like no. even when because she's very into like visualizing your future and manifesting it. And she said when she thought about how this fight was going to go, she didn't see it being like a kick to the head. That would finish. I'm sure she was thinking it was going to be like a submission or something like that. Um, so when she kicked her in the face and Wiley went down, you see Rose stood there for half a second and then was like, oh, like hammer fist, hammer fist, hammer fist. Like, I better get this done. Um, kudos. I'm so oh. proud of her. She's my favorite. No, she I, she, I deserved, she deserved that win. It was, it was, I think it was a surprise to... Uh, a number of people, uh, only for the fact that Wiley Zhang is rather dominant. Well, and um, the last time we saw her was against jo- Joanna with that, like, Frankenstein yeah. punch-out. Like, yeah, I yeah. I mean... Uh, this was uh, Wiley's first loss uh, mm-hmm. in, well, now 22 fights. Right. Um, not in the UFC. I think she's only had five, five or six fights in I the UFC. I think she's five and one now in UFC. I think she was five and all going into it. Um, but because it was such a decisive victory, you have to look at, you know, it. Leading up to this, Dana White has even said that uh, Johanna Jorzek gets whoever wins. Mm-hmm. Um. I also don't think that Dana was expecting Rose to win. Yeah. So now that adds the question of, do you really want to put uh, Rose versus uh, Johanna again? Right. Um, I, 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 me personally, I would love to see that fight again because I think they're incredibly talented. Well, I think any combination, you're still going to have a good fight. Yeah. It doesn't matter, but yeah, it's it's what makes sense booking wise because it was such a quick, decisive victory, even though Wiley was kind of mad about it. You well, know? they're already talking about the possibility of giving Wiley a rematch right away. Look, if you get finished in the first round by a kick, you don't deserve you 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 need to work your way back. Yeah, you know, you need to work your way back. You shouldn't just get an automatic rematch, in my opinion. Yeah, well, um, I mean, or you could put, like, that was a fluke, you know? Yeah, that, well... You know, I mean, it was a lucky shot. It really was. I mean, you know, I, I love Rose, you know, but, I mean, it really was just kind of out of nowhere, you know? Well, I mean, again, you have to be prepared, though. Rose has thrown kicks in the past. That's mm-hmm. She's she's not... She's a well-rounded fighter. Mm-hmm. But... 
one of the things that was said now, of course, this is the only she's the first female in, in UFC history to have lost the title and then win it back. Right. So she broke a record there. Um, and the commentators kept on saying that she is, you know, the best. They, they stopped just short of well, saying that she's the GOAT. I think and, I think the best thing came because when she was waiting for the fight to start, she was like telling herself she was, you could see her mouth. Thinking, yeah, no, I'm the best. She was. I'm saying the that. best. And then when Joe Rogan interviewed her, he said, "I saw you, you know, telling yourself I'm the best." And she's like, "I am the best," you know, because last night she definitely was the best. I mean, she's the champion. So um, I think she does need to beat more people i mean i you know but i mean she's definitely one of the best i would i would i would sit and i would rank her there amongst nunez mm-hmm. and amongst shevchenko is is one of the, the the top three um she's definitely without any question within the top five it, absolutely uh, yeah she's definitely one of the best and I mean, you want to talk about like keeping a cool head and stuff, you know, definitely the best at that. But, um, yeah, no, I mean, I think she needs to prove herself because if you remember when she was champion last time, it was a lot of pressure on her Well, and I don't think she was ready for it now that she knows what to expect. And a lot of these fighters will tell you that have been champions in the past that winning the championship that's the easy part. Right. You're not truly a champion until you defend that title. Mm-hmm. You know? And some of them look at, like, you're not really a champion until you defend it a couple times. Right. Um, I, I mean, obviously, she's recognized as the champion, and she should be. But it's going to be interesting to see how this goes for her because of her title before. I'm sure that Dana's going to try to relieve some of that and not for is accountable for as many... Well, uh, we are still uh, in strokes. COVID times, too, so there's some press things that, you know, people have to do not as much as you used to. No, you there know, is still a Jacksonville this week. Yeah, but, I mean, like, leading, like, from now until the next time she fights, she's not going to be, like, expected to be at every UFC, expected no. to be in-person TV and radio appearances. These things can be done over the phone and via Zoom. You know, it is not as much traveling going on. So, no, and, and here's the thing, and, and we'll get into this, about how the UFC handled a lot of their personnel as opposed to how the residents of Florida handled themselves. <laughs> and there is a very stark difference. Um, but let's move on to the main event. The main mm-hmm. event was what everybody wanted because there was true heat between these guys. You had Kamaru Usman defending his title against Jorge Masvidal. It was a rematch. Uh, the last time they faced was a fight island. Masvidal was literally had six days notice. Right. He wasn't even in uh, training camp, right? No. It was, who was Usman supposed to face? Uh, Gilbert Burns, I right. believe it was. And um, six days before Masvidal said, I'll take the flood. I'll take the fight, got a COVID test, took a flight to Fight Island, dropped 20 pounds in six days, 
you know? Yeah. I, I mean, it was, I, I like, it, I'm not, like, trying to, like, be like, oh, Masvidal, he's awesome, you know? But, like... No, Masvidal deserves credit. That that, I mean, to take a fight like that when you're not even in training camp, I mean, most of these guys keep themselves in relatively good shape, you know? But, yeah, to drop 20 pounds in six days... That's a lot. That's a that's, lot. That's, that's a lot, especially at the welterweight level. Um, yeah. So, at any rate, Usman uh, end up getting a second round uh, TKO. Um, it was just a punch that caught Masvidal uh, right on the chin. Right in his stupid and, idiot face. <laughs> and, and part of that was Masvidal's fault. It, he it openly admitted it. He, never, he, he said he didn't give Usman the respect for, for the power that he Usman was, has. He was smiling and laughing yes. and taunting Usman, thinking, like, I can eat these punches and I'll be fine. And then, nope. and then And then Usman <laughs> hauled off one. and, you know. Uh, well, and, and I remember and, the commentators being like, Usman has to be careful because he's throwing all of his weight behind these punches. Yeah. It's going to wear himself out. Yeah, well, he didn't have to worry about that. So. No. So, <laughs> Masvidal is the one that got baptized. But, yep. <laughs> to be fair, Masvidal was actually very gracious in defeat. He, he was. Um, and I have a lot more respect for Masvidal now mm-hmm. as, a, as a person. Look, you can be a great fighter. I, I'm not, I'm not going to bash on Colby Covington for his fighting skills. The guy's an awesome wrestler. As a person, guy fucking sucks um but as a fighter he's a good fighter that being said right away they they set up Usman uh is slated to defend his title against uh Colby Covington next Mm. um I only want to see that because Usman looks much like Shevchenko looks like they're getting better and better every fight and now knowing that Usman's not going to just take it to the ground and wrestle him, mm-hmm. I want him to knock Covington's head off. I, I would be totally fine with seeing the same thing, you know? So a, would I. A stupid idiot face getting punched out. Especially if that fat piece of shit Trump is sitting ringside. <laughs> um, <laughs> Trump's hero then will end up getting knocked the fuck out. Um, sorry, I... I will try not to bring politics into this, although some of it will well, have to be later, brought into yeah. later because yeah. of Florida. Um, Rose right now is rumored to face Johanna next in mm-hmm. in in a rematch. You know that since they fought previously, right? That's not set in stone. Usman defending against Covington seems to be set in stone, short of the contracts being signed. Right. So things can change. But Dana White said, look, that, that fight makes the most sense right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if they're still going to go with Rose versus Johanna. I know that that was the plan before the fight. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, the winner of, of Namanunes versus uh, Wiley Zhang was supposed to face uh, Johanna for the title. Whether or not that happens or not, I don't know. Yeah, um, I'm we'll sure see. soon they'll announce. Well, Tuesday they usually get together for their meetings. I'm I'm sure something's going to come out within the next couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do have a question. I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. If Rose does not face Johanna, who would you like to see her face next? I mean, I'm still of of. I know we talked. We just talked about it, but I'm I I would not be against Wiley Zhang having a rematch. 
I think that she's going to push for it. I don't know if, um, if that's going to be viable still with travel and COVID and all that, if that's something that we would have to wait for. Um, but I think that the most, uh, common sense, you know, um, pick is Joanna because, you know, that's who they said was going to be next after that fight. Um, but yeah, I think, I think with Wiley Zhang, I think it's going to be a, a COVID travel, um, you know, timeline versus, you know, I think she deserves a rematch at some point. It's just going to be whether or not they can schedule it, you know. Yeah, going to take forever. Of course it is. Um, um, but I mean, other than that, I mean, who else? Car- who's in that, who's under them? Carlos Boza, I think I saw on the right. Yeah, you you got you got Joanna, which she makes the most sense. She's yeah. she's ranked third. Carlos Car- Carlos uh, Carlos Barza. Um, I'm looking for an actual complete listing of the rankings since UFC's rankings are a little bit different. But okay, mm-hmm. th- this is this is pretty. I mean, you got you got yeah, Mackenzie yeah. Dirk. Yeah. Actually, you know what? I'll tell you right now. Looking at this, who I would like to see Rose face next is Tatiana Suarez. Once yeah. Suarez is healed up, that fight will be amazing. Um, I I would like to see her face Mackenzie Dern, but that would be a very interesting fight because Rose is used to striking. Mackenzie's starting to get used to striking. Yeah. But again, Mackenzie Dern is primarily jiu-jitsu. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you got Claudia Gadelia. You know, again, I, I just, I don't, I, 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 I am a big fan of Claudia Gadelia. I just don't think that she can overcome Rose Namanunas. You got, right. you know, the, you know Michelle Watterson, uh, Angela Hill, um, you know, Tisha Torres, you know. And then, I mean, there are plenty of other very yeah. talented women down the line. Right. But again... I think Joanna makes the most sense. Joanna, because she's yeah. right third. She makes the right. most sense. If, if you're not going to do that, then honestly... I'm not saying skip over um, Zhenyang Yan, uh, mm-hmm. who, who's who's another uh, USC fighter, um, and I'm I'm not trying to slate Carla Spars by saying skip over her, but then Tatiana Suarez I believe is close to being healed, mm-hmm. and in that case, put her against Suarez. Yeah. And not only that, but you've got with Suarez, you've got a great story behind that because you have a woman that overcame cancer mm-hmm. to become one of the most talented, and she's an undefeated, she's eight no uh, fighters in the UFC right now. Um, that fight would be a great fight, and and mm-hmm. and Suarez is a is a really good fighter, so. Again, yeah, my my I would hope for either Johanna or or Tatiana to, to face her next. Yeah. Um, but again, that's that's just mm-hmm. you know my opinion. Um. Oh man, I did that again. I think again. the next question was Shevchenko. You know, who would you? 
Okay, that that's that's an even more interesting question because poor Valentina. There last really night. is. Joe Rogan, you know, was like, you know, oh, you want to tell about the who, about would, the, who would who would you want to who would you want to face next? And Valentina's like, everybody wants to fight me. I'm right here. And Joe Rogan goes, come get some. And Valentina, what? <laughs> come get some. And she's like. It's it's one of those, you know, like, phrases, like, slang phrases. Valentina had no idea what it meant, you know, so she looked very confused. But her her post-fight dance was beautiful, as it always is, so. Yes. You know. Um, um, but, yeah, I don't know who, because she's beaten everybody, hasn't she? For the most part, yeah. God, I hate this. Pay- oh, okay, now it worked. Um, I mean... She's beaten Jessica Andrade. Yeah, I, obviously. I have no need to see her face, Caitlyn Chukagian. Right. Um, you know what? Out of all these looking at this, the the only one that I think honestly is done enough to deserve that title shot, because mm-hmm. she was supposed to have one before, is Joanne Calderwood. Okay. Um... I I really like Cynthia Calvillo, but I really mm-hmm. don't want to see her get massacred by Shevchenko. <laughs> um, and it's the same thing with Alexa, Gra- Alexa Grasso. Alexa Grasso is young, so I'd right. like to see her, you know, grow a little bit before she t- before she decides to climb that mountain. Because mm-hmm. whoever faces Shevchenko, that that's that's a battle mm-hmm. right there. Um, you know he's not, she's not going to face her sister. I was just thinking, know? I'm like, how funny would that be? Um. Yeah, she would never do that. And, um, Antonina's, is she fighting in a few weeks? Uh, yeah, I believe mm. next week or the week after. I yeah. think, it, I think it might be the, uh, I think it's a week after, because I think it's the same card that, uh, 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 Dillashaw's returning on. Oh, okay. So, um, but again, that's really, like, for, for Shevchenko, that's even more slim pickings, because... When you look at the fighters that are that are in here, she's already beat Andrade, that mm-hmm. most people recognize as being the strongest competition in mm-hmm. that division. And she's beat Jennifer Maya. Yeah, she's, she's beat Jennifer Maya. I mean, she's beat she's beaten a lot of women, you know. Like, but I'm just looking at the last few fights that are up here, and yeah, I mean, I I agree with you. I think out of the rankings and everything, yeah. Joanne Calderwood probably makes the most sense. Um, I think that's another one that's just going to be like negotiations and, you know, what the booking team wants and what Valentino, I mean, Valentina pretty much said she'll fight whoever's ready. I mean, Um, Alexa Grasso keeps on getting better. If Alexa Grasso keeps on getting better and Shevchenko mm -hmm. continues her, her, her reign as champion, I could see within, within a year, Mm -hmm. Of that happening. I mean, another fight, and I don't, I actually don't see this being all that competitive, but, you know, she's won her last three fights, is Laura Murphy. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, you know, uh, so so that's, you know, I mean, again, you got, and Laura Murphy, she's, Barber, but again, Macy Barber's got, you know, her last two fights were losses. Right. You know, um, you know, Andrea Lee, who looked really good, but then 
Well, you know, hey, she's Andrea dropped... Lee's fighting Antonina, so yeah. we'll see how that goes. Um, so I, I, I could see if, if Andrea Lee beats Antonina, she could say, beat your sister, you're next. You well, know? And here's, but... here's the other thing. When's the next time Valentina's going to fight? Yeah. And that's important because when you think about it... Well, um, all of these women pretty much have fights coming up, so it's... It's not like, you know, they can say, like, okay, well, we're going to book a fight for you. No. You know, because they all have fights in the next couple months. So no. So you'd have to see how the next couple months go. The only one who doesn't have anything is Cynthia Kilvia, but I don't think that's going to be a good idea. So No. No, because she's still growing, too. She, yeah. She's still developing. Same thing with, with Alexa Grasso. Uh, so... You know, again, it will be interesting to see who Shevchenko faces next. I, I'm, I'm interested to see. I mean, here's the other thing, too. You've got a lot of talented women in Invicta mm -hmm. that they could also, that, you know, true, they could always bring up from Invicta. Yeah. Um, they've got a really good relationship. They also have a relationship with one one uh, uh, championship, and they do have some women fighters in one championship as well. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, right now you've got Nganu. He's slated to face Derek Lewis. Um, there's no date set yet that I'm aware of. Mm -hmm. uh, and Ganu actually left today for Cameroon. Um, he's going to spend some time with his family, right? Yeah, he wants to celebrate his title win, spend some Absolutely. time with his family. Um, here's something, I, and, and it's important to note, right now, and this is, this is actually a great thing. Mm -hmm. I actually think this is a great thing, and I think it can open some doors. And Dana White said he's open to doing this in 2022. Uh, but you've got three Nigerian-born champions in the UFC right now. Mm -hmm. At heavyweight, you got Francis Ngannou. At middleweight, you got Israel Adesanya. And at welterweight, you got Kamaru Usman. Mm -hmm. um, it's a great chance right now for them. I mean, once... Once all the COVID mm -hmm. uh, uh, problems are over with, uh, because Africa is having some flare-ups as well. Right. Africa would be a great place to 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 try to run. Um, yeah. You've got some fighters that have drawing power everywhere. They definitely have drawing power in Africa. Mm -hmm. You know, so that's an important thing. Uh, this is the first time that's ever happened where you've got three Nigerian-born champions at the same time. Uh, in the UFC. Um, so, and, and they've got some people in the pipeline, some fighters in the pipeline that are going to be very powerful fighters in, mm -hmm. in upcoming years. But one of the things that, that, that is interesting is the relationship between Nganu and Usman. Um, and I'm interested to see if it's going to help them both. I honestly think that the relationship definitely helped Nganu mm -hmm. because when he faced Miocic, You'd hear Usman tell him to calm down, relax, yeah. calm down. And it it worked because Nganu won. He won the title. Mm -hmm. um, Nganu looked like he wasn't really sure what he was doing, uh, you know, as a corner man. Right. Uh, but but it, just his presence might have been, you know, really good to be there. Yes, and I think he's going to learn more from Usman. I mean... In my opinion, I think that it's going to help both men. I, what do you think? I think so, yeah. I mean, I think having, like, you know, even if they didn't know each other until they got to UFC, 
having somebody from the same background, the same cultural background, the same location background is really helpful. You know, it's almost, you feel like you have your brother there, you know, I think it's going to be really good for both of them. Um, I think it helped Usman last night. Like you said, like I said, I, like, I don't, I don't think Nganu, like you said, really knew what to do as a corner man, but I think his presence alone. No, and, you know, but you know what though? I think Nganu's worked with Usman on striking. And I think that Usman's worked with Nganu on, on some wrestling techniques, mm-hmm. grappling te- techniques. Uh, and I think in that case, they're both going to help each other. Um, we also have uh, McGregor versus Poirier. That's, despite what McGregor says, is still going on at UFC 264 on July 10th at the T-Mobile Arena in Vegas. There will be fans at that one. Um, next week, we have uh, a UFC fight night. Um, there will not be fans at this. Mm-hmm. Um, that's at the Apex next week. Uh, the main event is Dominic Reyes uh, versus uh, man. Chiri. I, I should Chiri. be able to pronounce this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think it's like Projaka or something like that. Um, I'm, I, you know what, guys, I get tongue twisted a lot. I'm horrible at pronouncing names, not because, uh, not because of anything offensive. Um, again, if you listen to me talk. Off of the podcast, I oftentimes have a slur because I've taken a lot of head damage over the years. So that doesn't help either. Uh, again, I'm very happy Cub Swanson's coming back. Um, the last fight in UFC w- w- for Cub Swanson was when UFC was in Tampa and he faced uh, uh, Gracie. Um, and then later on the year, he was involved in that quintet tournament. They had UFC Pride, uh, 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 it was UFC Pride, WEC, and I believe there was, oh, Strike Force. Uh, and Cub Swanson, unfortunately, uh, damaged his knee, uh, but he's healthy and he's back. He's facing uh, Giga Chikese. Um You got Ian Kutalaba uh, versus J- uh, Dustin Jacoby, uh, Jocko versus Strickland. Um, I know on the prelims, uh, you got Randa Marcos, uh, versus Juana Pinheiro, which I'm probably butchering that name too. Um, but again, it's, it's, yeah, there's a lot coming up and uh, I mean that that's just next week. I'm not going to get into, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll do another one before the other fight night, Yeah. but now let's get into some other interesting things. Um, uh, Okay, do you think the fans made a difference last night? I think they did. Okay, I agree with you. I, I, I think that all of the fighters were really excited to be in front of fans. I think that um, it made all of the fighters step their game up. Um, and these are the positive impacts yeah. that the fans made. There are some uh, negative ones, too. There are some too. negative ones, too, that we will um, we'll talk about in a minute. Um, but do you want, do you want to talk about that or do you want to talk about the other question first or do you want to? Well, okay. Um, or do you want to just talk about Florida in general? (laughs) Let's, let's, 
we'll we'll come back to the fans in a second. What's uh huh? Uh yeah. Uh no, just go. Okay. Go go take it. Where, where, uh, 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 my co-host just has to run. Double check on 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 whether or not dinner is burning. Um, but uh, UFC seems to be getting very very cozy with Florida and Governor DeSantis. Now, if you know anything about Governor DeSantis, getting cozy with Governor DeSantis is not always a good thing. Because he always expects something in return. Now, that might not necessarily be a bad thing. Um, Dana White, as much as people can, can bash on Dana White, Dana White does not forget who's helped him. Um, Dana White is, he, he, he feels very strongly that if you've helped him, he wants to return that favor to you. Hence this Jacksonville card. Because if you remember, once COVID shut everything down, Jacksonville let them run, I believe it was three or four shows over the course of two weeks, I think it was, um, when UFC started running about a month after they shut everything down with COVID. So in return, he wanted to reward them, not reward them, but like give them a card, which he did. Um but DeSantis was on stage for the weigh-ins, and DeSantis was involved with all this other stuff. For those that don't live in Florida, Florida has a lot of serious problems going on right now that honestly need DeSantis to say yes or no one way or another on. Um, and while I'm very happy that he's enjoying UFC, I kind of wish that he actually would take care of the damn state. Um... Now, as far as what this can mean for UFC, I think it definitely means more Florida cards for the UFC. And that means that you're going to see them in more than just Jacksonville, Miami, Orlando. Um, I mean, with Tampa, you've seen Tampa, it took four years, I believe it was, for us to get another UFC card. I don't think, I think, I think Florida is going to end up becoming one of those hotbeds for UFC. I, I, I think next to Vegas, you're going to see it running, UFC running Florida more and more often. I would not be surprised if DeSantis tried talking Dana White into, uh, into setting up a performance institute in Florida. There's a lot of top-level fighters down here in Florida. And that's not going to necessarily take the place of their regular gyms um, because you've got America Top Team. Um, I think Henry Hoof is, is teaching down here, uh, training down here. Uh, there, there's a number of top-notch schools, training facilities in Florida. But I think with the Performance Institute, because it's not just a place to train. It's not just a place to work on your cardio. They also put together a fighter's diet. What a lot of people don't realize is when you're not fighting in Vegas and you're fighting in another state or you're fighting in another country, the Performance Institute actually works with your nutritionist to make sure that you have the proper food and the proper supplements. You can, you can get supplements. You know, the, the, the whole tainted supplements argument when people get – you know, test positive for steroids, 
it's a bullshit argument because you can go right through the performance as to to get your supplements that are not tainted. You know, so um, it will be interesting to see if it happens in Florida. Uh, if I'm Dana White, I'm very careful about trusting DeSantis. Um, the guy's got a history of 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 being a sleaze bag. Um, I'm happy he let UFC back in Florida, but again. Uh, I kind of worry that it was a, a case of sell your soul to the devil type of thing. Um, but back to the fans. Florida fans are notorious for being rude. Um, and I was watching a couple things that I found very, very interesting last night. Um, there, was, there was some fans that wore masks. Not many, but a few. Um, I noticed that, and I, I didn't actually notice this till it was pointed out by a number of fans on Twitter. And then I looked for it. I tried paying attention to it. A lot of the fans seemed to boo any of the non-white fighters. So if you weren't a white fighter or you weren't Latino, um, you got booed. Uh, again, uh, many fans actually were turned off by that. Um, but again, as I've said before, are you really that surprised? It's Florida. We've seen the same thing in 2019 when we went there. Fans were were fans wanted to be more. The fans wanted to be the show. Um, Another great example that I, I, I think we should throw in here, there was a lot of celebrities in the audience, one of which was, was Jake Paul. And throughout the whole thing, you heard, fuck Jake Paul, fuck Jake Paul. Um, and they should. Look, and, and, and I agree with Dana White on this. Look, Jake Paul has done a great job in doing what he does best, hype up fights that he books for himself. Um against people that he knows that he's going to be able to beat. And he makes money doing it. And he does it well. But if he ever has to step in the ring, or even an octagon, with someone that is in good condition and doesn't really care who the hell Jake Paul is, um... Guy's going to get his ass handed to him. I mean, don't get me wrong. He's he's trained and, and he's a decent boxer for what he's doing. And it's important I say that because if you threw him into an actual legitimate professional boxing promotion, mm -hmm. um, he'd probably get his head knocked off. Um and to go on with that, Tyrone Woodley, he, uh, he actually, his contract was up. He decided not to renew. Uh, and it looks like Tyrone Woodley might be challenging Jake Paul. <laughs> now, to be fair, Jake Paul's paying these guys well. Ben Askren supposedly made uh, a, a bottom line guarantee of $500,000. Um, when you take in pay-per-view revenue 
And it depends on who you believe, on how much revenue was made. Jake Paul's insisting Ben Askren walked away with two, three million dollars. And maybe he did. I hope he did. Right, yeah. I mean, I hope he did too. But I said this before and I'm going to say it again. I really, instead of MMA fighters going into boxing or even wrestling, why not some of these people that are talking shit outside of MMA come into MMA and fight an MMA fighter in their element? You know? Um, and there is a boxer... She's a female. I forget. I forgot her name off the top of my head. That is doing just that. She's coming out of boxing, training to fight MMA, and she's going to come in and fight an actual MMA fight without all these rules like no kicking, no takedowns, none of that crap that every single other boxer does. She's going to come in and she's going to box, and hopefully she. I honestly, I want her to do well. I want her to do well because I respect her because she's actually not saying, well, I, I, I don't want you to, to take me down. I don't want you to do this. I don't want you to do that. So um, we're not, now that Ferrari's back, I, I have a question. Mm -hmm. What did, what was your opinion of the fans last night? I wasn't surprised. Um, and I, I heard you from the other room saying that, you know, we've been to a couple UFC events in Tampa where the fans want to be the show. Um, unfortunately, the types of people in Florida who seem to go to the UFC events are like that. Um, and they're, they can be disrespectful. Um, they... They definitely seemed disrespectful at certain times last night. Um, I, I definitely only saw a few masks in the crowd. Um, obviously, no social distancing because it was 100% capacity. No, it um, looked like there was a little bit more room on the floor than usual, yeah, to be fair. Yeah, I think they tried to keep like the press and stuff kind of sequestered away from people, but... Um, I, I didn't enjoy watching fighters get booed just because they weren't white. Or yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm happy that there weren't, I was, I was afraid there were going to be really disrespectful chants to Wiley Zhang. Um, it just seemed like they were booing her and cheering yeah. for Rose um, I, you know, she's from China, you know, Look, um, there's enough people in the state that follow Trump and his disrespectful ways of talking. And I'm really glad that I didn't hear any, you know, China virus or anything like that, but I'm sure that there were people saying that. Oh, know? I'm sure there were. I, you I mean, know, look, here's the thing, guys, every single one of those fighters, even if I don't like them. And I'll use Kobe Covington as an example. I don't like Kobe Covington, but do I want to see Kobe Covington get hurt? No. I'm going to boo him because he's an asshole. Mm -hmm. But no way do I want to see any fighter get hurt. I respect every single fighter and referee for that matter. Because a referee is not an easy job. Uh, that steps foot in 
any MMA ring, octagon, circle, what you know, depending on what organization you're fighting for. Um, if there's a reason to boo you because you don't like them because you you just like someone else, but no. I mean, come on, or man. Boo, or boo Colby Covington because he's an asshole. Like, that's fine, you know, but... Yeah, but, but like, you know, again, to just if it's based on, on, on where they're from... Or, or their race. Or their or, race. You know. or call it, that's stupid, yeah. you know. Um, again, it's not UFC's fault. It's not to paint a bad picture on UFC. Um, to be honest... Uh, I thought how UFC handled themselves yeah. was excellent. Um, if you if you notice, and this might go into why the floor looked as empty as it did, um, UFC personnel were wearing masks unless they had to take it off because they were on screen. Right. <clears throat> War gloves. Practice social distancing. Yeah. Um, they they. They did everything they were doing. They still quarantined the fighters when they got to Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. I mean, they did everything like they were doing back in back in Vegas or or at Fight Island, you know. Um, <clears throat> so the UFC, I thought, did an excellent job. They still were testing their fighters and in their camps and anybody involved, you know, any UFC personnel. So as far as the UFC goes, I think they handled it excellent. Um, and I, I don't, the one thing, if you tuned in to watch UFC last night because, you know, you, you heard the buzz about fans being back and everything, please understand that the fans in Florida do not represent UFC. Yeah. UFC is not. And they actually don't represent all of Florida either. No, they don't. And I I think that, unfortunately, the types of people that went, not all of them, but some of the people that went to that event last night are the same types of people that don't even think that COVID is a big deal and think that, you know, this has been all just, you know, stupid and whatever, and they're they're not the types of people to think very intelligently. I and, think that and, was, but yeah. and I know that it's not everybody because personally we know somebody who went um you know to to the event and he's a great guy. Um but a lot of, a lot of unfortunately some of the people that go to UFC events in general are just disrespectful and not very intelligent. And that's, that's not me crapping on UFC fans. That's not me crapping on Florida. That's not me crapping on UFC in general. That is just, it's combat fighting. No, trust me. We, we, again, you know, it's combat fighting. Some of the fans of combat fighting are just not smart. I mean, again, well, like that, that, that's any sport though. I mean, you go, you could go to a football game and and count out a percentage of people who are just, you know, dumb, you know, a hockey game, a a baseball wrestling, you know, I mean, anywhere that we've been, there's just a portion of the population that's just dumb. Well, it's one of the reasons why we actually kind of limited how often we go to bars to see well now we i just oh home, yeah we would why have we limit to, 
because you get you get a lot of these people that will go and 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 either attend or watch. Um, you know, we say UFC, but by saying that, we're talking MMA in general. Right. You know, and they automatically think that because they watch it on TV, they can kick your ass. And it's like... Right. Or that they know exactly how things work and, you know, how the referee should be doing their job, you know? Yeah. And so, you know, again, it is what it is. I thought the UFC did a... Did, did, did a great job. Mm-hmm. I think UFC deserves a lot of credit for putting on a great show. And they made it as safe. <clears throat> excuse me. They made it as safe as they possibly could with what they had. Again, I'm willing to bet even if they wanted to, they wouldn't have been able to request that all the fans wear masks because DeSantis would have said no. Um, well, how do you even enforce that with that many people? No, you don't. You know, you, you you're you're asking you would be asking the people who act as ushers, yeah, to do way more than than they even need to do. Again, so, we'll see what happens if over the next couple of weeks we start seeing a rash of people, and 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 you'll know, you know, because a lot of them were from from Florida. If we see a rash of people in in you know around Jacksonville, you know. Uh, well, some of those people weren't even from Jacksonville. No, so I, there were some people that came up from Miami, some people that came from Tampa, some people that came down from, mm-hmm. you know, the Carolinas. There was even some people that flew out from California. But <clears throat> if you start seeing that, you know, uh, a spike in COVID cases, which you won't see in Florida because we lie about our numbers, um, then you know that, Maybe it was a little too soon to do this. Um, the only way you know is by trying. Um, I hope that it all works out well. I really do. Um, I I definitely give a lot of credit to UFC for, for doing a great job. Uh, and I guess we see where we go from here. So, at any rate, you got anything else? I'm good. Okay, I'm good, too. We will be back next week. It'll be after Saturday, uh, so we can go over that fight night card. And um, everybody, have a wonderful week. Be safe. Uh, again, wear your mask. Practice social distancing. Kick someone in the balls if they don't want to, you know, leave you alone. And uh, we go from there. Everybody, have a wonderful week.